We have 25 minutes. Oh, it's going to be can be a short episode then. Yep. Hello, listeners. And hello, Janina. <laughs> and welcome to... The Voice of 5G podcast. With Paul and... Janina. Of Ericsson. Uh, sitting in the podcast studio in Ericsson Chester. Actually, this is the webcast studio. We don't really have a podcast studio, but we're here with a microphone. Yeah, but we're much more famous than webcasts. <laughs> Yes, and continue. We should continue working on that. Have you been painting, Paul, or is it just a pen? Uh, um, <laughs> I can't see what you're talking about. Actually. <laughs> just as long as it's not all over my face. It's a whiteboard marker. Okay. Yeah, no, <coughs> nothing on your face. So, Paul has been uh, busy scribbling on the whiteboard here because... It's been a newsy kind of week. It has been, yeah. So uh, it's been a 5G newsy kind of week. <coughs> for sure. But uh, but before we start talking about the 5G news from this week, I thought should we do a little catch up? Yes, let's do a bit of catch up. So the last episode was on 1st of April, but it wasn't an April joke. We should have said something in the podcast there. <laughs> we were like, this is the 1st of April. And then we just left it like April Fool's Day and so on. But it was not a... <laughs> yeah, we wouldn't want to joke about something serious like no. uh, like the first 5G smartphone. Yeah, no, 5G history and 5G. Oh, it was such a good episode. Yeah, yeah if you haven't listened already, uh, then catch it because it was a good episode. It was. Uh, so I think that's that's uh, a topic that we both really like. Enjoyed, and mm. uh, we'll have to do our best to get Hawken back again and and Magnus because they're they're such fountains of fountains of. Uh, imp- information yeah and uh, great insights on what comes after mm-hmm. what's, what's what's happening what happens now yeah for sure uh but let's also go back to the episode we did i think one or two weeks previous to that we talked about this uh, 5g uh, competition in the netherlands in groningen that we groningen. Oh, yeah. 5g groningen yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. and uh, that, that was the end of March. They were going to have their hot student battle. Uh, teams of uh, teams of contestants coming up with great ideas for how to use five G. Yeah. Um, which uh, and, and uh, that comes back to what we talked about last. It was going to happen with five G in the in the future. What are we going to use it for? Mm, it was um, a tip from uh, one of our listeners. It that was. We it was actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, but we've uh, we've been in and we we've had a, been checking up on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, they have a winner. Ah. Or winners. Okay. Yeah, I had to use a little bit of Google Translate because the article was only in Dutch. <laughs> <coughs> Please tell us. Uh, so, but uh, do, do you want to take it in reverse order or start with now? We'll start with a winner, winning winner. Mm-hmm. The, the winning winner, the winning idea uh, was for uh, talking 5G glasses. Mm-hmm. Why would you want talking 5G glasses? Well, it's uh, it's augmented reality. It's keep, keep virtual company reality. on the train. Yeah. <laughs> now this is talking <laughs> talking five G glasses for use by the blind and visually impaired. Oh, and the idea was that that, that uh, you know your your glasses would 
know where you are mm. and be able to, to talk you around the environment that you're in so mm. that you would, uh, you'd get a better perception of, of where you are and, and what's happening around you. So, um, yeah, both aid for, for visual and also for hearing, uh, perhaps, yeah, getting guidance, mm. yeah? Cool. So that was cool. I was and thinking more like gaming would be pretty oh, awesome. Talking 5G glasses. Yeah. yeah. You could have one of that. You could you could have 5G glasses. That's it's like. I think you should turn left here because that person you don't want to meet is coming up the street. <laughs> 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 that's uh, that's probably great for us Swedish people who are or, afraid or, <laughs> to meet people we know. <laughs> or turn right here because that person you want to bump into is is down is is down there. Oh, I think it's, it sounds uh, really. Sounds, sounds really stalky. <laughs> Possibly. No, but yeah. uh, just uh, just imagine, like, the, have you have you used this uh, app? Sorry for for talking about that. It's called Zombies Run. It's I have a, tried it. Yeah. I have to say, it didn't work very well on my phone. Oh, oh. Kept dropping out. I know. I used it uh, really, and, and I loved it. And the, like when you kiss there for everyone who hasn't used the app it's like you have this uh, story that uh, that like tells you it, it's a story that relies on you running yes. from place to place <laughs> yes. so when you're out and when you're out running you have a goal <coughs> yes. to, to get to yeah without being eaten up by the zombies exactly and it's mm. like it's all about being chased by zombies and you have to do this runs and pick up stuff on the way mm. so it's it's a uh, it's a, it's a gamey thing, but still keeps you running. Yeah. So it's good I've for joggers. I've changed phones. Maybe, maybe I should yeah. try it. Yeah. And there, if you have it on, like, uh, hunt mode or something like that, then the, the zombies uh, keep on chasing you, and you can hear them, like, <laughs> like that from the back. Okay. I wouldn't. I, I would not recommend using that when you're out running in the dark. <laughs> that was super scary. <laughs> But if you had your talking 5G glasses, they could tell you, that, you know, here come the zombies. <laughs> uh, yeah. Wh one of the other ideas that, 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 that came up was something called mm -hmm. tracker tag, which was, uh, which was something to put on your bicycle to, yes. to tell you where your bike has got to. Yeah. Uh, which is, you could kind of imagine that kind of application being popular in the Netherlands. Of course. Uh, but the interesting thing there is that you can kind of do that already. Mm -hmm. Yeah, are, already on four G, right? Uh, yeah, there are there are devices. I think Bluetooth-based devices that kind of network between different uh, devices of the same 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 type, which will allow you to to find information where your bike's gone to. Yeah, and and but when people are thinking, but wait a minute, you could just have a GPS device. No, you can't because as uh, as soon as you take the bike uh, into a, a building or uh, uh, the underground, uh, then it's gone. Mm. If you park it, it like in your garage, but then it's gone. So, but but, but uh, you are quite right. You can actually do that today. If you if you look at these um, bikes they have on the street for you know rental bikes that you open up with an app in your phone, mm -hmm. uh, you know those are using cellular technology um, to connect back so that the the people that run those networks know where their bikes are. So yes. so it's the kind of same yeah, kind of same mm -hmm. kind of technology, yeah. but uh, aimed at consumers. Uh, and then the last one, which I saw that the, they were talking about, uh, which I th which I thought was interesting, was one using drones on five G. Mm -hmm. uh, and drones is actually a topic we should maybe have a, a, a separate discussion. Oh, that on sounds like an interesting topic. Drones and five G. Yeah, because five uh, G can make drones send a lot more data. We learned that in the I uh, IoT episode. 
Uh, <laughs> you, you can do it. Well, it's kind of one of those things. If you can connect a drone to a to a network, a nationwide network that follows the drone wherever it goes, then you open up new opportunities and new possibilities. Yeah. Um, and uh, you can also solve some of the problems of that, that will come when we get lots of drones out and about in the environment. Mm. I saw something talking about uh, talking about uh, uh, flying taxis, like giant drones. That can, <laughs> and I've, I've seen articles on, on the prototypes and things. It wow, would be a that's while like Blade, before, Blade Runner <laughs> thing. Yeah. It would be a while before I get in a, a, a drone taxi that flies itself. Uh, when, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but, but the idea with the, uh, that they were talking about here in this uh, student battle competition, Clever guys, uh, and and this I think ought and to girls and girls. This is this. I was, uh, this is the Australian news of guys, which is seen, which all encompassing non sexes. Okay. okay. <laughs> Good. Hmm? Um, that's an interesting topic for evolution of language there. Hmm. Uh, but uh, talking about using drones for crowd control, and they talked about they like flying over the crowd and being able to count how big the crowd is. And, and working out where it's busy and not very busy. And, and this is the killer bit, which I think is the app, was, was that you have an app in your phone that tells you where the best place to go to to get a drink is. <laughs> <laughs> you're, stood in the, you're stood in the middle of a sea of people in a big demonstration or, or something, and, uh -huh. and it says, go that way, it's quieter. Oh, so you can see, like, the not-so-popular restaurants around. <laughs> I'm not pants. sure, but, uh, but but that seemed to be a good selling point for yeah. for, for a napping a friend that tells you how to find the places that aren't too busy. Yeah. Um, that's that's actually what I don't know if you've seen that. If you if you Google restaurants and stuff, it gives you a little timeline that shows how busy it is. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's mm. That you could integrate that information with other sources and do some clever stuff. Well, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm really liking those kinds of things that inform you of uh, how busy streets are and everything like that. So, love it. Mm. So, thank mm. you so very much to the people at 5G Kroning and, and uh, for their student battle and all the great ideas. Yeah. And uh, I think it's one of the interesting things that we've talked about before is uh, there, there are so many possibilities coming up that it's, it's kind of impossible to point to, you say, this is going to be the killer app. Yeah. There's going to be so many different things happening. And, uh, exciting future ahead. Exciting future ahead. Just as soon as 5G networks become a reality. Yeah. And that is what we're going to talk about next, because they are. They are. Strange that. <laughs> uh, and faster than people thought. Yes. Much so, faster. It uh, was a race. It was a race. race. And uh, if, uh, if you've not been keeping up, uh, that's probably because it was a race. Yeah. Uh, and uh, there are a number of operators who've announced that they're going to go live with 5G. Mm, and remember, in the last podcast, we talked about uh, the South Korean operators announcing that they would uh, be offering a phone on the Friday after 1st of April. So that must be the 5th of April. The 5th of April, yeah. Mm? Uh, so, but things happened. Things happen between things now and then, and uh, oh, yes. the, there was some <laughs> sneaky, <laughs> sneaky stuff happening. People d announcing stuff and then doing it earlier. Yes, it's, it's kind of uh, so. Uh, so, where do you want to start? You decide. Which one so should we go first? Oh well, we talked. We, we should we start off in the U.S.? We'll start off in the U.S. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Verizon. Yeah. Well, we, and we talked about Verizon a lot, and Verizon are now. Uh, 
you know, the, we, we, we've seen 18, we've seen Verizon go live with fixed wireless access in the, in the last year, but, but not full 3GPP standard. Right. Variant. And when was that? Was that October? Ooh, October, October, maybe. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So out there with the technology, mm. AT&T followed at the end of last year. Uh, yeah, December. With, with mm-hmm. December, 12 cities. Which uh, was actually a 5G network, but... A, a real 5G network, yeah. no smartphones. No devices, no. Oh, yeah. no, no smartphone devices. Uh, and, uh, and I think the same is true in Korea, that uh, you know, at the end of last year, they, they launched networks, but no it's not smartphones. Yeah. So targeting business users and, uh, and hotspots, uh, portable hotspots and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Still very useful, mm-hmm. but, but maybe not what everybody's buying. Mm-hmm. Um, not the enhanced mobile broadband. Well, that yeah. people are thinking that's going to be the first so, thing. Uh, mm-hmm. So Verizon then said, well, we're going to go, then that's fairly recently, we're going to go live with uh, consumer 5G mobile. Uh, and we're going to start in April and we're going to start with two cities, uh, Minneapolis and uh, Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, but when they first announced it sounded more like oh it's going to be mid-April <laughs> and uh, yeah ac- according um, to what I've seen reported um, they kind of switched the date to try and get out there a, a week early yeah to, to hit you know, to be to be, a, to be the ahead of the 5th of April or, yeah, or to be world's first or whatever yeah, with, with smartphones um, uh, and uh, maybe they were or maybe they weren't but, but you know they've now Got that? They're, they're selling this Moto Mod device, mm. which you can use with their Moto Z uh, phones. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think uh, uh, sometime soon they're, they're going to start also selling um, real smartphones. That's like not just not this add-on to a 4G phone, which makes it a 5G phone, but uh, you know, real genuine under-the-skin 5G phones. Um, talking about Samsung, I think. I am. But and you, may know, you may know different. I think it was Samsung as well, but I uh, can't swear. But uh, yeah. when was that? When did they offer the phones from? Soon. Soon. I'd have to go and check my notes. Mm. I haven't written it on the whiteboard. Um, but uh, Korea, not to be outdone. Yeah. Um, the uh, Koreans snuck in there to like... Uh, like get out there first, yeah, or at least uh, you could arguably first. Um, so uh, what do we, what do we say? Korea uh, SKT, uh, I think, uh, launched with uh, six celebrity users, 11 p.m. Wednesday their time, two hours before uh, Verizon going live. <laughs> <coughs> but as you can't be as you can't be in the U.S. and in Korea at the same time. I'm not sure it makes so very much difference. Okay. Um, uh, but but I mean I have to say I'm imp- impressed with, uh, with you know with Korea and the way they've they've gone for the technology. Mm. Uh, they're talking about having uh, 85 uh, coverage for 85 cities. Yeah. Um, and uh, and that is like they actually switched on 85 cities last week. Yeah. That was yeah. Yeah, and I don't know what what uh, you know what the total coverage is like. They're talking about focusing on urban and um, in-building coverage, mm. so targeting it where there's density of users. Um, uh, and uh, we know there that the you know the spectrum allocated for three and a half gigahertz. 
gigahertz band and also 28 gigahertz band. Quite a lot of spectrum. So, mm. so yeah. if you're in Korea, you're going to get some good 5G coverage. Wow. Uh, and I think pretty much all of the main vendors, their network equipment suppliers, are, are there with with different in different constellations with mm. different uh, with uh, with the different uh, operators. And um, one, yeah, one must say also as a summary of this race, of course, in the end, the being first, sure, it's a f- it's a flag in the old hat, but. It's also delivering, right, on um, what the users expect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Being I mean, turning, turning it on is just the it's just the start. starting point. Yeah, but come on, people will want to see the real networks up and running where they are, right? Mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. It's but it's uh, for every for every country that turns it on, for every city that comes it on, turns it turns on, the nearer it gets to being turned on where you are. Yes. Ah, far away. Um, mm. And uh, talking of that, we've talked mm. about the US and we've talked about uh, Korea and out what's happening out in Asia. Yeah, can we talk a little bit about the devices as well? You know, I love that topic. Is there anything, any news about the devices? Well, let's talk about Europe first. Okay. Talk mm. about Europe first because we'll, mm. we'll come to devices. Ah, okay. Yeah. So um, the other thing that's happened this week in the same time is in Europe mm. where Swisscom have gone out to with uh, their launch for yeah. 5G services. And when we were recording this, that was just yesterday that they went out, right? Yeah. It was just yesterday. Wow. Mm? Um, so congratulations to Swisscom. But have they actually gone out though yet? Oh, well, that's a kind of interest, interesting thing. Yeah. Uh, because uh, Swisscom, they've made a press, press, press announcement. Yeah. Uh, and basically, I mean, if you, want to, if you want to phrase it like that, they're in the starting blocks. They've got their network built. They've got devices to, to sell, and they, you know, they to, to want to, 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 to sell to consumers. They're all ready to go. Uh, the only thing that's that they're, they're lacking is that is the piece of paper from the regulator saying now you've got a license. <coughs> yes. Um, so uh, it's the spectrum problem. So I, right? yeah, yeah. I, I guess you could say that. So so I guess there's um, uh, some phone calls going on or what I'd say. Come on, hurry up! We, we, we want to go live. Um, but uh, they, they've been uh, quite open about now about their plans. They expect to have nationwide coverage in in Switzerland by the end of this year. Uh, so wow. uh, yeah, so that means if you've uh, got your spot, you know they're talking about talking about rolling it out. Uh, not just in the cities and the countryside, but even in the mountains. So yeah, and I mean, to, yeah, Switzerland is not an easy place to get coverage in. I mean, it's very mountainous. Yeah, right? so you'll be able to uh, take your 5G smartphone and uh, anywhere in Switzerland, up in the mountains, uh, turn it on and start streaming your sound of, uh, your sound of music. Sound of music at the mm. end of this year. Uh, by That's, the end of this that year. That is pretty amazing. Mm. The hills are alive. Yeah. With the sound of 5G. With the sound of 5G. Um, and uh, and uh, of course, we're the supplier there. We're very yes, proud we're very to proud be to be to, to be suppliers. In fact, we're suppliers yeah. to, uh, to I think all the companies we've talked about so far. Yes. Um, so we're very proud to work with with our operator partners. Um, that network is uh, is rolling out. I think at the moment in three and a half gigahertz band. So yeah. it's a mid band. Mm. Uh, you know, we've seen uh, millimeter wave band being quite popular in the, in the US. 
and we said both are going to happen in uh, in Korea. Yeah. So it was uh, 3.5 and was it 28? 28. 28. Yeah. Mm? 28. Mm. Uh, lots of uh, lots of hertz. Yes. Lots of hertz. Lots of hertz. <laughs> lots of hertz. Uh, but uh, <laughs> that doesn't sound very good. It's going to be lots of hertz. <laughs> Or how about perhaps hearts? hearts. Lots of hearts. <laughs> that sounds much better. <laughs> yeah. Um, but when they and when they announced it yesterday, we we actually had people there uh, for the announcement, and we were showing with Swisscom. With mm-hmm. Swisscom, and we were showing the spectrum sharing technology, which we talked about before, because that's yeah. one of the technologies they're going to use to be able to provide uh, this uh, nationwide coverage. Yes. And actually, uh, we did a Facebook Live on Ericsson's Facebook channel, also on Ericsson's YouTube and our network's Twitter account via Periscope, uh, where we talked to Spectrum Sharing together with Swisscom uh, yesterday and uh, with Dr. Sibel Tombas uh, doing the Facebook Live or being in the Facebook Live. Uh, and remember, we had her at the one of our, uh, well, our Spectrum podcast. Our Spectrum podcast. She yeah. was very good. So again, good. if you've not listened to the Spectrum podcast, why not? Yes. <laughs> do it now. But, but do it now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, they're, 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 they're all switched on. Yeah, and the, just to recap on the Spectrum sharing, uh, that is then to be able to use uh, both 4G and 5G in a... Uh, at the same time, the in same the same t- spectrum. Yeah. yeah, and to have this being so that you can easily... But, but, but uh, I mean, to, in, in simple terms, uh, basically the network knows whether you're a 4G phone or a 5G phone, and yeah. in that spectrum band it talks 4G to the 4G phones and 5G to the 5G phones. And it allocates uh, the network resources so that if... If there is a all of a sudden everyone goes out and buys 5G phones, that will then they, they will get more for 5G. While uh, it it adapts automatically. Yeah, it adapts automatically. It, yeah. And while the 4G phones won't, they won't lose the capacity or anything like that because they will still be using the same network and the same network resources is just going to be like that you can shift much more easily instead of having to say, okay, we're going to use these resources of 4G and these resources of 5G. You can do both yeah, at the of, same time. Instead of saying we're going to have to turn off some of this 4G to put yeah, exactly. 5G in, mm. you don't. You just keep... You just, it, it's, it's very clever. Yeah. And I, so... <coughs> but Janina, <laughs> you wanted to talk devices and phones. Yes. And the, the interesting thing with Swisscom is that they talked about who they're going to have for, for smartphones and when you're going to have them. Yeah. So the first phone out the door mm. is with Oppo. Yes. And remember, we had that that smartphone, uh, or uh, an Oppo smartphone uh, test it, device in, uh, thing in in Barcelona. at Barcelona, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In, at our booth. At our booth. And... Uh, at Mobile World Congress, we should say. Uh, we, we keep... In Barcelona, We keep yes. saying Barcelona, but that's because it's the biggest event for us <laughs> every year. But it's Mobile World Congress we're talking about the in Barcelona. Mobile World Congress mm-hmm. in Barcelona. Um, and they're actually going to have that available next month. And then pretty soon after that, they've got a smartphone coming from LG. Uh, and that's also a, a phone that we had uh, a prototype for in, uh, in Barcelona. Yes. Mobile World Congress. Oh, yes. Uh, that's, also, that's also coming in May. Hmm? 
Uh, and uh, then later on uh, in the summer, they're going to get the smartphone, the, the Samsung smartphone. In July, uh, yeah. In July, yeah. which is, of course, what Verizon and uh, the Korean operators yeah. will, will be offering as well. But they already have the, the Korean operators already. They're already selling the Samsung. They're already selling that. Yeah. But, but uh, that's how down come to it takes uh, a longer time to get them to... How do, do the f- smartphones have to be like adjusted for the operator? Or how... Well, that's an interesting <laughs> question. Uh, I mean, the first, the first thing, it's a question for, for the smartphones, the f- smartphone suppliers, uh, you know, where, which markets, you know, I mean, they have factories that churn out this stuff. Um, and, uh, you know, if you look at you know, when does the Apple, the latest Apple model come to Germany or the UK or Sweden or whatever, there's a timetable for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, different markets will be using different frequency bands mm. and different band variants. So I, I guess there's some dependence on the the, the operator's network configuration. Um, and then it may be that uh, there's some personalization of the phone that needs to be done. Maybe that needs to be time-told in. But um, ultimately, it's down to negotiation between the operator and the smartphone vendor. Yeah. So when when can I have your phone, Mister Mister Smartphone Vendor? Okay. Or or when will you start selling my phone, Mister Operator? <laughs> Mister, yes. Mm? Miss. <laughs> yes, no. Ten. <laughs> yeah. Miss Operator. Yeah, and then uh, uh, there was uh, a. If you're uh, waiting for a, a Huawei smartphone. Um, to come from the you know from China, then uh, you're going to have to wait a little bit longer. But but uh, they have it scheduled in for before the end of this year. Yeah. Um, but uh, interesting to see Oppo out there first ahead of the field. Yeah, their phone looks uh, pretty interesting. I'm not sure about the 5G features, but it had a pretty nice 10 times zoom or something like that, and. Phones with good cameras. That's the, that's yeah. the, that's always been an interesting thing to me. So as, as we advance the capabilities of the network and phones get faster and faster and faster, mm-hmm. uh, people still market them on you know, how big the, how, you know, how the screen is and, yeah. and uh, how, what the battery life is like. Yeah. And, and, and that. the fact that it's gone from being you know, a 3G phone with uh, th- you know, 400 kilobits per second to a 4G or a 5G phone with a gigabit per second is mm. like, yeah... Meh. I'm sure, like, in a couple of years, when looking back, back on this podcast, we're going to be like, oh, they didn't see this thing. Oh, you know, who is yeah. using phones nowadays? Or something like that. Yeah, they're like going to be... <coughs> in, in 10 years' time, we're going to sat here going, to, how did we get by with a gigabit per second? <laughs> probably, yeah, probably. Uh, how, how could anyone survive with a, with a, with a laptop with, with a two terabyte hard disk? Yeah, because we do that now. I mean, I remember floppy disk being 400k, right? Yeah. Those were the days. Those were the days. <coughs> of or showing our age. <laughs> yeah. I, mm-hmm. I can remember doing 8-bit microprocessors in, uh, as, as a course at, at college. And I hate to think how many kilobits of uh, kilobits of uh, of storage you had for one of those. <laughs> yes. For all your kids out there, um, you want to explain? Eight-bit microprocessors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they used all over the place, washing machines and stuff. But they were like 
before you had before you had like proper computers. You know, I mean, a, a microprocessor is like a is like a very small computer. Um, but not like the Raspberry Pi. It's considerably simpler than a Raspberry mm. Pi. And uh, you know we used to we we used to sit there and learn in, on courses about you know all the the different things about how you have to read things into memory and and the instructions for for how to move things from you know move things about and make calculations of uh, you know floating point number calculations and that kind of stuff all down in the detail and uh, these days it's you know you you take all of that detail and then you wrap it into a into a language of some sort that, that hides the complexity and then and that's so you get something like a dos operating system and then you build some more language that hides all the complexity of that and then you end up with something like windows or uh or android hmm. but i mean in the end the one zeros and ones that you use in a microprocessor is what we're sending uh, across the globe over it radio waves. Over radio waves. <laughs> Let's have another wave. Yes. Mm? But uh, I mean, they, 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 the performance numbers that you have in a smartphone today—they're like fantasy numbers. If you, uh, you know, if you were working with supercomputers back in the you know, 1970s or something, yeah, you would, yeah. almost couldn't contemplate mm. that that's where we'd be. Yeah. So, let's see when we look back in a few years what will be the the hottest thing. <laughs> the mm? hottest thing we'll have to get, we'll have to get into the one there's Moore's law. Does it still apply? How does it still apply? When we, you know, what's, oh, if it okay. doesn't apply, what replaces it? Yeah. So, anything else that we should I think we should mention the fact that Douglas is 13 today. <laughs> yes, I was just complaining uh, to Paul that uh, I get SMSs. That was yours. I get a lot of messages uh, from, uh, from... I get a lot of messages that my dog just turned 13 today. So happy birthday, Douglas. <laughs> and what sort of dog is Douglas? <laughs> he's an English toy terrier, so he's a Brit. He's an English toy terrier. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. So happy birthday to Douglas. Thirteen today. Thirteen today, and, and dear listeners, we'll be with you again next week. Next week, where it's also Easter. Ah, mm. that's true. So yeah. we we'll have to get in early. Yeah. Well, let's see if we get the topic next week. We might take an early Easter break if we don't have a speaker. We have some speakers lined up, but. Let's but it's see. Easter. People like it's holidays. Easter. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. We'll be back shortly. And if you happen to be in Minneapolis, Chicago, Korea or Switzerland and have direct experience of your 5G network, send us a line. Yes, please. 5G podcast at ericsson.com. And you can always ask questions or reach out to us on social media or this email. Please let us know what you like, what you don't like, what you want um, us to talk questions. about. <laughs> yes. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Bye.